This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. By the way, if you're looking for us, so we were having some technical difficulties with our stream. It is back up and going now. So oh, excellent. If you're getting out of your car, you can find us on 1310kfk.com uh, on the Listen Live there or on your uh, smartphone apps with the Apple Music or Spotify. You can find us there as well. Just type in 1310kfk and we will be there. And who is we? Well, I'm Tanner Schwint and Brian Carey is my co-host. Angel Padilla doing the production work. We team up to make Good Morning NoCo Mondays through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., and we were brought to you by Air Solutions. Dusty Rhodes' birthday today. Very happy birthday to Dusty. So say thanks, uh, say happy birthday to Dusty, and say thanks for letting him uh, or letting us do what we do in here, in large part because of him. The Colorado State Rams are 7 0 to start the season, Brian, of course, and Angel after the big win against CU. They take on Washington tomorrow at 5 o'clock in, in Vegas. Uh, it's kind of like an invitational thing going on there. Um, let's play a quick game. When does CSU lose? Let's make some predictions here. When does CSU finally lose a game? And I'll work through the schedule here, and I'll give you some <clears throat> stats on the other teams as well. So they play Washington, of course, a Pac-12 team uh, for a little bit longer. And uh, the Huskies are 4-2 and two on the year. Uh, they lost to San Diego State uh, 100-97 in overtime. Uh, they lost to Nevada, so their two losses have come at the hands of Mountain West teams. Does CSU lose that game against Washington uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, and in, in this is in Vegas? It's, in the, it's a Las Vegas Invitational. So they're both going to be distracted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. There's no but, home court involved or any of that. Rams right. have traveled fine so far. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think they lose tomorrow, Angel? Sure. You think so? Think why yeah. the Huskies? They're riding high off two big wins. You know, you're not going to go undefeated, so. Right. Sure. Right, that'd be the logical thing to think that they're they they're going to be due for a loss, and that Washington will be good enough to pull that off. But that's not true. The Rams will win. I think the Rams win tomorrow as well. Then they play DU. DU win. Yeah, DU is going to be fine. Then I think their first loss comes on December 9th at the hands of St. Mary's. St. Mary's was ranked earlier this season. They were, but I think they were a one-season phenom. And they're three and four this year so yeah, far. They, yeah, that's not. But they've good. they've lost. So they lost to Weber State yeah. in, in the Big Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to San Diego State. Uh, they lost to Xavier, and they lost to Utah. So they've had those four losses are pretty quality opponents that they've had. Here's my reasoning for this: why I think the St. Mary's Gales are going to get CSU. CSU's beat them three times in a row. And eventually that streak's got to come to an end. Yeah. Three straight times in basketball is a lot. So you it think you different think, makeup, different so you, teams. You think CSU beat St. Mary's? Yes. Uh, then they've got CSU Pueblo. Yeah, there's the loss. <laughs> Assuming you're kidding. <laughs> I am that. kidding. Yeah. Um, and then they play, let's see here. I'm having to look up who the uh, Loyola something or another. Loyola, Loyola Chicago or no, Marymount? Or? Loyola Marymount. Okay. In uh, wherever that is. Chicago, I believe. Why isn't that Loyal Chicago? Okay, maybe this is in Marymount. Is that a new state? I, I, don't, know I don't know where Marymount is. is. Between, this is where Angel's going Between gonna, Maine and Alaska. Angel's going <laughs> to show up and, and make us sound really dumb. That's tough. Yeah. In Los Angeles. 
Ooh. You, were, you were so close. So close. I get those two mixed up all Do the time. Do they beat Chicago Loyola Marymount? Marymount's five and three. They, they, it looks like they're uh, not a great here's, team. Here's, I mean, they, they've they got to lose one. Well, I know, but you're saying not yet. So you've got them. Do they beat Loyola Marymount? Well, yeah, of course they do. Okay. Yeah. Then, then they play Adams Adam State. State. Yeah, that's an easy win there. So you've got the Rams starting. So seven, eight, nine. Uh, eight, nine, wait, hold on. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 and 0. And then, yeah, I don't see them losing a game this year. Uh, I'm looking through, and uh, there's just there's not a team that's going to be able to do it. Uh, wh- I, Wendy, do you think New Mexico's the first loss? No, I actually think they will lose one in December. I just don't know which one. You know, this is the game we're playing. I want to know which one you think they'll okay. lose. CSU Pueblo. Um. No, I'll go. I'll go Loyola then. So you think Loyola Marymount? That'll the, be the first one out of the uh, uh, West yeah. Coast Conference. Yeah, they'll take care of Washington. Take care of Denver. They'll take care of St. Mary's. They're at home for that one. I mean, Moby Cooking. That's going to be. It's going to be hard to beat them. Then they're at home against against the uh, Colorado State Pueblo. That's not even into contention. But LMU. On the road, that just seems like if you're going to lose one, that's the place. What do you know about the West Coast Conference, Angel? Do you know anything about them? I think they're. A, I don't. Don't think they're a real powerhouse, Bry. No, I don't either. All right. All right. No, that's I don't. Fair. That's. But I'm, I'm guard just saying. Down, you've guard got comes to, down. You. You've just. You're bound to. It would be shocking to go through December without losing a game. I mean, I, I look at it and go, you know, we could win every one of these. Yeah. But to continuously win and not have an off night. Where somebody's going to be dinged up, somebody's just not hitting their shots. That's basketball. They don't have you know, Patrick. It's bound to happen. Kevin Lytle on Rams Weekly yesterday said that he doesn't think Patrick Cartier is going to be good to go for this Washington. Well, game. this might be the one that if they're depleted with him and Lake is going to be out for what six weeks. Yeah, Jalen Lake's going to be out for six weeks. Yeah, but they are deep. They've just they've done nothing so far where you can look at their opponents coming up in December and saying they can't beat that team. No, I you know, I, no, not at all. There's San Diego State's going to be their competition in the Mountain West. I agree with that completely, and we don't see them until the end of January, right? No, I this this is going to be. I think this team's going to be very highly ranked, but before they run into uh, some trouble, maybe in the Mountain West, you're bound to have some some trouble in your conference. I mean, San Diego State's going to be very good. Utah State is a good program. New Mexico. You know, can do some things. Nevada's undefeated at this point. You know, right. uh, there's there's some quality, quality schools Mountain there. West is really good this year. I think the Mountain West is very good. And yeah. this could be a year where we see more than a team getting into the big dance. Well, what was it? Was it five last year, Angel? Would you maybe help me out and look that up? Yeah, I think it, was it was Utah State. Didn't they make it last year? And Utah, Did Fresno Utah, make it? No, I thought it was Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, of course. Yeah. CSU was not there last year. No, they were not. Um, I don't remember who else was. I don't remember either. Yeah, but, four but it seemed like they were represented. The but Mountain West is starting to starting to turn this thing around a little. Yeah, bit. they got some respect, and uh, and it's been earned. And uh, I think they'll be again uh, represented this year. I, this is going to be a fun conference to watch, and CSU coming out to 
you know, they're, they're ranked number 20, and you get into the people's eyes that matter. Right. You know, this early in the season, and you keep it up, you've got nowhere to go but up. Two huge wins for yeah. them, uh, as Angel noted, back-to-back uh, with Creighton and CU. Were you able to find uh, anything back there, Angel, about how many teams, how many Mountain West teams had made it into the big dance uh, last year? Not nothing. Okay, he's looking for I have the record. I don't. There's not telling me the bracket straight up. Yeah, answer. no, it, I know it's been I know it's been three or four, but yeah, the Mountain West has been good. All right, the Denver Nuggets. I heard you talking about this yesterday, Angel. Uh, they take on the Phoenix Suns tonight, eight o'clock in Phoenix. A um, couple injuries. A uh, couple guys going to be out in this one, right? Uh, last I checked, Aaron Gordon is still questionable. Uh, Peyton Watson, he seems probable. He was sick the other night. Uh, Jamal Murray is still questionable. He did tweak his ankle a little bit in the other in the Houston game. Yep. Um, it doesn't look like Devin Booker's going to play. Um, so we'll see. I, I wouldn't expect Jamal to play. I think they're still kind of ramping him up still. Yeah, easing him back in. I think that's a smart thing to do. All all three of those guys, uh, all four of those guys, just mentioned by Angel are game time decisions for tonight. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. I love when these two get together. That is on ESPN tonight. Heartbreak for the Colorado Avalanche last night. Uh, yeah, lost a tight one. What four to three? Four to three in overtime. Uh, Nathan McKinnon uh, with uh, just a, a little bit of time left in the third period was, I mean, just a laser. Of a shot uh, to beat the goalie uh, and tie that thing up at three to three, and then with 21 seconds left in overtime, 21 seconds left in overtime, they lose. Uh, it looked like uh, Kale McCarr was trying to pass the the puck to Georgiev uh, to, to sit on it and try and win the face off uh, after that, but uh, went into the net. Uh, another heartbreaking loss uh, for the Avs, uh, who uh, were looking to win five straight. The Avs are just just fine, though, Bri. Oh, they are. I'm I'm not concerned about them at all. And you know, when I have seen them lose, it's been four to three type of games. You know, I don't think anybody's really laid it on the Avalanche. They're right in everything, and they're going to be just fine. Fun team to watch. They really are. Yeah. Uh, they are 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, so uh, they, they got things figured out. Yeah, and, and like you just said, um, the 4-3 uh, to three loss last night to the Arizona Coyotes uh, down in Arizona. Uh, they lost 4-3 to three to the Nashville Predators when they uh, were up 3-2 to two with uh, a minute left. In the, another in the regular regular uh, period in the third period, another kick to the crotch there, yeah. and then the the St. Louis Blues did beat him up by uh, eight to two. But that's how you that is funny you mentioned that. I mean, their losses so far, the Penguins and Sabers were both four to zero, Golden Knights seven to zero, but Kraken four to three, Predators four to three, Coyotes four to three. Yeah, there's been a pattern, you know, for when you're going to have to lose. score at least four four goals. Yeah, so yeah, the Avalanche. I agree. Looking good uh, there. Um, so, yeah. there's no, Avalanche looking great. The Nuggets are looking great. Uh, and and CSU looking great. This is uh, this is exciting. And the Broncos looking great as well. The Denver they Broncos are. look uh, for their sixth straight win. We'll dive into that a little bit later on in the program as they take on the Houston Texans at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning down in Houston. One of the biggest games of the week. That's what I think. Without a doubt. So I this think was this supposed is the marquee matchup. This was supposed to be a 2 o'clock game. And they flexed it up to. 11 o'clock game to be the kind of the headliner yeah. of that 11 o'clock slate there. So, big game for the Broncos. We'll talk about that more coming up. 8.18 the time now. Uh, when we come back on the other side, it's going to be your chance to uh, uh, play the Wheel of Me. Oh, yeah. We've got a great wheel set up for you today. Somebody is going to win 
$50 worth of meat from the Merck and Mead. We make somebody happy every Friday, and your chance is coming up in minutes. Yes, we'll get the winner when we come back. Uh, 818, it's Good Morning NoCo. Eight twenty-five on your Friday morning. Welcome back into the Aloe Fiber Studios. It's Good Morning NoCo, brought to you by Air Solutions of Greeley. We are very excited that coming up next week on Tuesday, we're going to stay on the air for ten hours. Good Morning NoCo extended version, where thanks to the Greeley Satellite Rotary Club, Aloe Fiber, and Colorado Gives Day, we're staying on the air for ten hours, featuring forty nonprofit groups. Going to give each of them for an hour. Are going to be joining us. Tell us about what they do, how you can give, what their needs are, and what difference they make in the community. What a wonderful day of what local radio is all about. We're very proud to be able to bring you this and can't wait for it starting 6 a.m. on Tuesday. So get ready to learn about some fantastic organizations where you can uh, you can make a difference this holiday season. Well, right now we want to make a difference in your freezer. In yes. your fridge, in your belly, on your grill, wherever yes. it may end up. Uh, it's Wheel of Meat time from the uh, Merck in Mead. This is where we have this beautiful wheel. We'll be rolling in uh, as we get our contestant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looks like a Wheel of Fortune wheel. On it, we will have six different cuts of meat. And you will tell us when to spin it wherever the wheel lands. We have no control over it. Where it lands, you will win $50 worth of that meat. All right, so how does it work? You need to be the correct caller right now, Tanner. Right now. Right now. Okay, the number 970-353-1310. That's 970-353-1310. Pick up your phone, start dialing it right now, and you want to go with that number, Caller Tanner? number five right number now, five. 970-353-1310. Guaranteed to five. win. You can't play if you've won in the last 30 days. And we've yes. got a log of uh, all the people yep. who have won in the last 30 days. So uh, 970 353 1310. One more time. 970-353-1310. worth of free meat. Thanks to the Merck. will be coming your way if you are the winner today. 970-353-1310. Let's spin the wheel of meat next. Thirty, the time. Welcome back in. Good morning, Noka. I'm Tanner Schwent. Brian Gary, my co-host. When you hear that song, you know it's only one thing. There's only one thing about to go down. It's time for Wheel of Me. Let's give away some meat, shall we, Brian? Yeah. You get fifty bucks worth of meat, and it ain't gonna cost you a penny. Can't go wrong with no matter where it lands. We got a great looking wheel today too, Brian. It really is. I mean, it always is fantastic. All the meats are incredible. All right, are you ready for this? I am ready for it. All right, it. let's meet our contestant on the wheel of meat from the Merkin Mead today. It is Jeremy from Fort Collins. Jeremy, how you doing this morning, buddy? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Hey, we are fantastic. What's going on today? You going to work? You hanging out? What's going on in your world, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm working. Working on the electrician. 
Very pretty good. cold out, but it's all right. Hey, we appreciate what you do, man, and thanks for going out there and uh, keeping everybody connected, man. I'm sure it is pretty chilly out there. I'll tell you, it's almost too warm in the damn studio. Uh, not to rub it in, Jeremy. All right. Now, I'm guessing you're a carnivore meat eater of all kinds. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's on the wheel of meat today. Today, you are playing for ribs or chuck. All right, here's what we have. We have St. Louis ribs. We have baby back ribs. We have rib chops. Or we have ground chuck, chuck roast, or beef chuck. So I'm guessing any chuck or ribs will work, won't it? Yes, sir. All right, man. Jeremy, whenever you are ready, tell Tanner to spin this wheel, and wherever it stops, my friend, you are going to get $50 worth of that meat. Are you ready for this, Jeremy? I am. All right, let All right, Tanner Let me know. know, Jeremy. Let me know. All right, spin that wheel. All right, here we go. All right, Jeremy. Here we go. According, according, to, my, Chuck. according to my records, this is the first time Jeremy's... Been able to get through to be the winner today. What's he going home with? All right. He is going to go home with... Boom! All right. This is going to be good to stock your freezer, Jeremy. You are getting $50 worth of one-pound packs of ground chuck to stick in your freezer, and it's going to be absolutely delicious. The meat is top-notch at the Merck and Mead, buddy. Right on. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for spending your morning with us, Jeremy. We appreciate you greatly. Now get back to work, buddy. All right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. There Hang you on the line. There's Jeremy right there, the winner. Big thanks to the Merck. The Merck. TheMerc.online, uh, online. You can order right from their yeah, website. Yeah, I was just looking at it this morning. Yeah, Fantastic. Go and check it out or stop by right off of Highway 66 and I-25. You can stop by and have a, a delicious breakfast or lunch or whatever it is. And they've got the butcher shop right there as well. And, uh, you know, normally when you uh, give up, uh, you know, how much it's going to cost, you get what you pay for. That's not necessarily the case with the Merc because you get top-of-the-line meat from the Merc. Uh, and with uh, without uh, having to uh, give up your firstborn child, no, and 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 I have to be honest, there is nobody I would trust more to get me the right cut of meat than yeah. Miguel. No, not at all. I, I have never met anybody who is so into their craft. Yeah, him and Lori uh, just make it, such a great team, man. They, they truly do, and that is the difference—the quality of the meat and the quality of the people—and and and you can trust them. Yeah, uh, when it comes to this, can. and that means a lot to me. So, uh, well done, and thank you to the Merkin. Didn't that feel good to play it? I mean, last week we were. I know. For Thanksgiving. I know. And there's just something about that game that just lights me up. So it, thanks to the Merc and congratulations to Jeremy. It's going to be great to catch up with Jerry Schimmel, uh, the voice of the Colorado Rockies. We'll talk with him next, but first, bottom of the hour news and weather center. Eight forty again, live from the Allo Fiber Studios. I am Tanner Schwint. Brian Gary is my co-host. Angel Padilla is doing the production work and joining us now up on the hotline. It is the voice of the Colorado Rockies, the host of Amazing Americans. It is the one and only Jerry Schimmel. Shimmy, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Doing great on this Friday. How about you guys? Hey, we are great, man. Thank you for uh, jumping on as always, Jerry. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I did that. I did that. You guys? Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was great to get together with family. I One of my best Thanksgivings. It was just cool to have all of my grandkids and my kids in the house and everybody loving on each other and just having a great time. 
Nice. Love that. That's what it's all about. Well done. All right, Shimmy, I've got a question for you before we dive in. It's our Happy Life Gardens poll question today. What are you too old to do now that you used to do? (laughs) Uh, I have a long list. I'm 60. I turned 64 on Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, happy early birthday. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was last Sunday. Oh, last Sunday. 64, yeah. Um, Long list of things. Um, I don't, you know, it's interesting. I, I still bicycle. I still cycle a lot. But I can't keep up. I I can't get to the times I used to have. Yeah, so I, I went out for a twenty-five miler yesterday, and I'm like way off the pace I had just a couple of years ago, and I was working hard. So yeah, just uh, I, first thing for me is uh, physically, athletically, can't get there anymore. All right. Well, you're That's 64. Sad. That's amazing, though, because you will run circles around most people who are half your age. And all I could think of was, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Yeah. Did anyone yeah. sing that to you, Terry? <laughs> yeah. Can you? I was just thinking about that the other day. That is a great song. Yes, I would, Brian. I would love for you to sing that to me as a birthday gift. Can you do that? Will you still need no, me? Sure. Will you still feed me when I'm 64? We're recommending that, Jerry. I don't know if you're going to see 65. Uh, Jerry, let's talk some baseball. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've got a chance to catch up, but uh, the Rockies had Cal Quantrill. Uh, talk to us about this guy. I thought that was a that was a sneaky good addition by the Rockies. Yeah, yeah, kind of under the radar a little bit too, right? And uh, I think it's it's kind of a no-lose situation. Here's a guy that was a couple of years ago a really good pitcher, all-star caliber guy, kind of had a, a down year obviously this past year, but you know it's in there and he's still young. He's not in his physical prime yet. So he's one of those guys I think that's really poised for a bounce-back year. And it's hard to do that, I know, with pitchers in Denver playing half your games there. But I, I like the signing as well. And uh, the word is, I haven't talked to him or interviewed him or anything, but the word is he's excited about coming to Denver, excited about helping this team get things turned around, and, and hopefully that works out really well. As we know, we need arms in that rotation. Hopefully he's one of those pieces. No, he's, and that's exactly right. It's addressing a need uh, that the Rockies have. Uh, well, and this is something too, Jerry. I don't know what Cal's uh, a contract looks like, but you've mentioned this. And look, listen, Dick Montfort gets a, a really bad rap. I think now has he made some mistakes in the past? Uh, 100%. You don't get to, uh, to, to 100 last season without maybe having some guys in the wrong places and stuff like that. And inevitably that ends up at the top. But Dick's not afraid to spend money, dude, and and I don't know what that means for Cal or what that means uh, for the rest of this offseason, but going forward, if he can find a way to get this team competitive, he's not afraid to spend it. He just spent it in the wrong places in the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's a good assessment of what Dick Monfort has done, and, and you're right about that. i I got a good friend. I think I've told you guys this, you guys this story several times but over the years, but good friend who was in the, in, the, in the accounting and the financial department with the Rockies, and he said, we have the same meeting every year. We sit down, and Dick says, We're, I, don't, I don't need to make any money. We want to break even, so let's budget to break even, and if we have a chance to make the playoffs and we're there – and we feel like we get there, I will put some more money into this team. And, and how can you, I don't know if you can ask for any more than that. People think he's just printing money over there. He's not doing that. And you're right. He's not afraid to spend money. He's not, he's not filling his pockets with the Rockies. The value of the team has gone way up. He knows that. That's where he's going to make his money. 
but he's willing to spend, uh, not lose money, but doesn't have to make money. And that's, I think, all you can ask from an owner. So, yeah, I think, I think that's what he's done. I don't know if the money has been spent in the right places, like you said, in the last several years especially, but there is that willingness. And when there's that willingness, it usually turns out for the good, and let's hope that is the case with the Rockies moving forward. No, I certainly hope so. And for the casual fan, I, uh, listen, I, I can understand the frustration because you see the party deck, you see that the money going in to, to be an atmosphere, to be an event, uh, and then the product on the field has suffered. So it's almost like, wait, why, why, why are we building a new you know bar? Why is McGregor Square? All these things, and yet you, you have a 100-loss season. And I think for the casual fan, that's easy to, to look at and say, why are you spending the money there? Why can't you go on the field and do it? But the, the perfect example, look at the, what the Padres did. I mean, they dumped a ton of money out, and, and they were, at the end of the day were in the same spot as the Rockies, and that was on the outside of the postseason looking in. There is no guarantee. Is there in baseball that way? you got the, the Padres, you got the Mets the same way. Uh, Padres probably a glaring example, and I, that team's going to, it's going to change now. They're going to trade some players and get their their salary back down. Their their structure financially is going to change a little bit with their own new ownership now. So the Mets the same way. I'll spend all that money. Doesn't guarantee anything at all. Uh, you have a lot of talent. Yeah, you probably do. But doesn't mean that you're going to win. You got to have that right combination of guys, and you have to have that money spent in the right way. And then you look at a team like like the Tampa Bay Rays who don't have that. That's that financial ability. Yet they contend every year, so that's what you hope. And and hopefully the the Rockies turn this thing around. And I think there's a chance to do that in a number of different ways. So yeah, I, I think you're right. As a casual fan, it's pretty frustrating. But I do think there are brighter days ahead. I'm wondering this, Jerry. I know that uh, you know they haven't shied away from spending some money offensively and those kind of things. Uh, when I look back through the history of the Rockies, things have blown up in their face when they've tried to sign big name pitchers. I go all the way back to Brett Saberhagen, Bill Swift. You know those type of things early on in the franchise history that didn't pan out because of those not working and just a history of pitching being so difficult at this ballpark, is it that much harder to try to convince a free agent pitcher to take a deal with the Colorado Rockies? And is that something they're going to have to continue to to work against is the reputation of this stadium? I think they are, Brian. I think it's always going to be that way. I, I think the key for the Rockies is you have to develop pitching. And it's a combination over the years. It's we can't attract free agents because they're going to blow their ERA, ERA up at Coors Field and uh, just bad luck in developing. Not necessarily bad luck. There's probably some bad luck, but just a failure to do, to uh, develop pitchers. And, and boy, you, you go back, there's so many first-round draft picks, second-round picks that never panned out, that never made the big leagues, that looked like they were great draft picks. And I don't know if that's a combination of bad luck and uh, not developing pitchers, but it just hasn't happened to the Rockies. So I think it's going to continue that way. You have to overpay. I think you can overpay some relievers to come here. I think it's really difficult to get a, a frontline starter in a trade I, or a free agent. So you can maybe get, make it a trade, but not in a free agent signing. It's going to be uh, you're going to back against a wall constantly with that which means you have to draft and develop those pitchers and that's what the the Rockies are doing now I think what they had 18 or 17 of their 20 draft picks last year were pitchers all the, the players they traded for at the trade deadline were pitchers so 
they are putting their money where their mouth is in drafting pitchers and trading for pitchers, but you just have to hope you can develop those guys at the same time. We're talking with Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies, longtime uh, uh, broadcaster all over the, all over America. But uh, let's talk about Shohei Otani for a second. Uh, Jeff Passan reporting this morning that uh, the Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, and Angels are among the teams that are still bidding on Shohei Otani, while the Mets, Rangers, and Red Sox have turned their attention to other players. Jeff Passan from ESPN saying that. Uh, I think we can all agree, anybody but the damn Dodgers. <laughs> I work you that way. I think they're the front runners. I, I do. I, I think that's the team that top the list. Probably like Jeff Passan thinks the same way. It, only because they have the financial wherewithal to do it, and he obviously fits in any team. But especially with the Dodgers, and he's lived in Southern California, and he's comfortable there, and all that. I think you put the Yankees on that list as well. I know that the, the Yankees don't seem like they're that team that's all that interested. I think they. What I'm hearing is they all, you never count them out because of their financial structure, too. But, yeah, I'm with you. Anybody but the Dodgers, but it just might happen that way. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised that the Blue Jays are on that list. I saw that same list, Tanner. But they obviously have some money to spend, so we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm just reading this morning before you guys called uh, some other teams and their interest in what that salary uh, structure might look like for Otani. So whatever it is for him, it's a win. It's a win-win because he's going to be a very, very rich man. He doesn't seem. Does he seem like he really wants to leave? Is he one who would probably no. be very happy if the Angels offered him the right amount of money? Because he doesn't seem like one that's chasing something. He's into loyalty. Yep, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing, Brian. I'm, I heard that uh, this past season from the Angels broadcasters when, when we ran into them. They said the same thing. It's like he's not looking to, to move necessarily. He's looking for the right spot. Obviously, money is the number one factor. It is all the time. When people tell you it's not, I think they're probably less than candid that way. But I don't think he's, uh, hey, I want out of the Angels. I want away from Mike Trout. I don't want to do this. I think he's thinking, you know, the right salary, I'll stay here and we'll turn this thing around with the Angels. But, no, I think you're right. I think he's, he's a lot about loyalty. He lo- We talked about this. He loves to play. He's a, he's a baseball field rat, mm-hmm. and he loves baseball, and he wants to go where he can contribute and be comfortable and obviously going to make money wherever he's going to go. Got to get him into the postseason. Watching the best baseball player of all time in the postseason has to happen yeah. here. And, and uh, you know, you're talking about generational wealth uh, with whatever yeah. contract he signs here, so I'm sure uh, that's got to play a role as well. Jerry Schimmel, also the host of Amazing Americans, AmazingAmericans.org. Jerry, who's your guest this week? A guy named Jeremy Pintino, uh, Pintino, I'm sorry. Jeremy went blind, legally blind, at the age of 18 or 19. He was a sophomore at San Diego State. And he, all of a sudden, he goes, gets his disease, goes blind. He wants to quit everything. I'm quitting school. I'm quitting all athletics. His dad, he's a good high school golfer. His dad talks him into staying with golf. He's a blind golfer, ends up with his dad as his guide, his caddy, winning three world championships and six national championships. And he's less than 30 years old. He's 29 years old. So he's a blind golfer, blind, blind champion golfer. And the story's just incredible. It describes how he, how he swings, how he hits the ball, how his dad lines him up. It's, it's really fascinating. So Jeremy Poinsonneau is my guest this week. Wow. Without giving too much weight, uh, uh, Jerry, how? I mean, how, how, yeah. how, does, how does he do that? I mean, can you give us a little bit? Yeah, you know, he, he's 
got, I watched some video of him. He's got a great swing, number one. But his dad lines him up, and he can kind of see, as he says, it's real fuzzy. You can, all, you can kind of see a really white golf ball. Um, he can, he can, see, so he can kind of see where it's at, but it's all, it's all blurry and fuzzy. And his dad lines him up. All right, you got, you know, you got 160 yards. Let's get that eight iron out. Um, I'm going to line you up. This is how you, and, and they take, they, they take a long time. They take all the time they need to line him up. And his dad has him dialed in and he takes that swing and he hits. Amazing. He's yeah. He's, he's blind and he's, he's hitting in the, he's scoring in like the low eighties. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, wow. It's much, much better yeah. story about being a blind golfer than mine um, because <laughs> I, I think I've been accused of that a couple of times. This is really inspirational. Jerry, love what you do with Amazing Americans, my friend, and love that you uh, continually jump on with us every single Friday. Uh, AmazingAmericans.org. You can also listen here on KFK over the weekend. Jerry, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you for your time. Have a great weekend, guys. Love you, too. Love you, too, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, Jerry. There you go. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, interesting stuff coming out of uh, Jerry I always today. love our talks with Jerry. Yes, yes, 100%. 8.54 the time now. Let's get the latest in the nerd world. Here's Micah Kilpatrick. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Since I got here at, this morning, since the show started, I've been looking forward to this next segment coming up. I don't know what that tells you about the week that I've had. But I love wine at nine. I've been looking forward to wine at nine presented by Hilltop Beverages now open just on the west side of Pelican Lakes. They've also got locations in Johnstown at the Red Barn and over in Bertha at hometown. Uh, and we've got some uh, cool wine. I, Kevin McFarling, who joins us, who's the uh, marketing director of the Greeley Stampede, has been keeping secrets from us, Brian. I think that's just fine. Especially because seeing the way it bothers you. It, well, it normally wouldn't. I was like, okay, fine. Well, then He wouldn't even tell you the kind of wine. We struck this deal with, the, with our new uh, addition to the, to the Good Morning NoCo family, and I'm like, hey, they're wanting to know. And he's like, I can't tell you. I'm like, I need to know. <laughs> he's like, I can't tell you. I can tell them. And then he, I'm like, okay, here's the owner. And, and then this, this wine is carried at Hilltop Beverage. Red Barn. I just hometown. don't know what it is yet. We don't know. It is in a brown bag. In. It's watch you just pour it. That's out. okay. Like a, that sounds like most things I drink. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> it, 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 it's like a what's a really cheap beer? I mean, it's, it's one. It's a Montucky that we're about to have. <laughs> just pours it in there. I love Montucky too. I'm sorry for the Montucky slander. Fun fact for you. Uh, well, I used to host Brew Talk, and one of the additions that we did was the best worst beer. So we would go and try and find the cheapest beer we could find, bring it in, see which one was the best. Montucky. So what I, is that? It's uh, it's the best worst beer that you'll ever have. That's the actual name. Yeah, six pack uh, six pack of Tall Boys cost you six ninety nine. Okay, so it's quantity, not quality. Yeah, it is. And uh, I figured Montucky would be either in Montana or Kentucky. No, straight out of Wisconsin. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Montucky, not from Montana or Kentucky, but from Wisconsin. All I wanted right. to be the voice of Montucky. I see All right, that. Wine at 9 coming your way next right here on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 at 1310 KFK.